Today is the 30th of January 2021. We have come together again to train ourselves in developing sati, this recollection, mindfulness, and sampajanya, this uh, clear comprehension. And uh, we bring our minds to become firm and stable in what we call samadhi, this mind that is in a that's firmly established. And this arises uh, due to the determination that we have, that we have this firm intention. And if we have this intention to keep our minds with just one object, then they will come into a state of samadhi. And so this focus that we have, this determination, and this sincerity, this is, falls into this category of effort. So like all th- things that we engage in, everything has its obstacles. And just like when we study, if we're going to study well, to become someone who is highly skilled, who has a lot of knowledge, um, then we have to meet with obstacles and pass through those. And that all requires our effort. We don't get there through being lazy. So our effort is something that's very important. But it's times we won't be so determined as well our efforts will be lacking perhaps we don't have much confidence in ourselves that maybe we don't have what it takes to reach our goal we may get disheartened and so for monks who come to ordain um, they need to train in many things need to try and remember a lot of chants and be able to do these chants, memorize them um, without having to read the book. And then there's the Patimoka chants, uh, the uh, recitation of the uh, monastic code. And uh, needs to remember all of these things. And we see monks senior to us who are able to do them. Also train in sewing robes and making bowl stands and firing our bowls. And all of this requires effort, that it is something we do need to train ourselves in doing before we're able to do it, so that we can be of service to ourselves and also to the community. So like learning how to make the tooth sticks um, that they used to offer to senior teachers, it takes a lot of effort. You have to get these sticks and dry them out and then shave them uh, until they are in the right shape. And it takes a lot of time just to make one. If you're going to make a whole bunch of 20 to offer to a respected teacher, then what's that like? And they use them for just a short amount of time and then throw them out. But to just get one of those requires a lot of effort, this firm intention. Sometimes monks, when they go off wandering, Um, then they need to be able to wash their robes. And if they got the color of their robes from the jackfruit tree, uh, then they need to take um, jackwood crystals along with them on their wanderings. Because they um, maybe, they don't want to use chemical dye. But in order to get those crystals uh, that they were used to dissolve into water. Um, it takes three days and three nights 
to boil up the hardwood of the jackfruit tree and to watch over the fire. And also for monks who train themselves in uh, this practice of nesajik, of staying up the whole night, sitting for long times. Sometimes it feel like they can't do it, but they see the lay people doing it, and they're able to sit. And uh, perhaps they can sit for three hours, four hours, even six hours. And so the monks can learn from the lay people, and lay people can also learn from monks. It's like Howard Wadnambapong, Puchar's monastery would take up this practice of going without sleep for the whole night, both the monks and the laity, practicing the whole night long. You really have to uh, put up a fight, really have to put in a lot of effort through that night. But if we've never done it before, then maybe we throw in our efforts uh, before we succeed. And there's also the practice of chanting Yitipiso and making the determination to do that uh, 84,000 times. And that really requires a lot of energy of heart. Uh, but when we firmly set our minds on doing that, we have this goal, uh, then we will be able to get there. And it works as a good test for our minds. Because we all know that Nibbana is the highest happiness. It's a land where there's no suffering. There's nothing that changes. Everything that we wish for is there in a completed state. There's no old age, no sickness, no death. No happiness, no suffering. Uh, there's no separation from the beings or the people, the things that we like. There's no meeting with things that we dislike. And there's no people there who don't understand us. So there's no suffering. But if we're going to get there, we need to have effort. So we know already that this path of practice involves uh, morality, involves samadhi, involves wisdom, bringing up right view. And we've already seen that the cycle of birth and death is a lot of suffering. So at the very least, we need to firmly establish our hearts on seeing this Nibbāna. And maybe it's not 100%. Um, maybe we just see some. But we at least know what it's, what it's like, that it's this pure emptiness. And this pure emptiness arises within our own hearts. But the reason that the mind isn't empty is because of these feelings of me and mine. And this me and mine, it comes from avijja, from ignorance. And this is what's been training our minds, it's what's been telling our hearts that we have the self, we have things that are me, that are mine. But in truth, in its pure state, the mind is devoid of anything that's me or anything that belongs to me. The mind has no owner. But it's avidra's ignorance that tells it that it does have these things that give rise to wrong view. And when the mind is stuck in wrong view, then it's also stuck in the cycle of birth and death. And then we get tossed around through the various levels of existence, going between the human state and the animal state, the asura guys, uh, the hungry ghosts, the hell beings. Perhaps we go to heaven sometimes, uh, 
those who make it to be a Brahma god are very few. They do exist, but there aren't many, uh, because it requires this very high uh, samadhi, it requires jhana to get there. But when uh, the Brahma gods die, they often have the merit to get born as a human, but after that, it's unsure. They don't know where they're going to go. So we don't have to wonder where we will go when we pass away, but rather we look at what we're doing with our lives. Like when we wake up, there's a sense of self that arises. There's me, there's mine. And uh, if our minds have mindfulness, um, then they'll be able to stay with the meditation object. So we'll be chanting constantly. So before sleeping, we're chanting. And then when we wake up, the first thing that comes to our mind is this chant. And that shows that while we're asleep, the mind is on the level of the deva. And it's in this divine state while we're sleeping. And so we also try to maintain this state of inner divinity uh, while we are awake through our daily lives. And the way we can do that is through chanting, and chanting itipiso. Uh, and the mind is on a level of a deva when it does that. We need to really uh, be cautious to try to maintain this state uh, throughout the entire day. But if we chant a lot, then the heart turns into a deva. And we have uh, these thoughts of creating goodness, of doing merit. And so this chant, Vitipiso, uh, as we recite that, what we're doing is recollecting the Buddha. This is Buddha Nusati Kamatana. And even though we may have a lot of work that we have to do, and it may be during a very difficult time, such as now, when the economy isn't good, uh, but still, there are lay people who are doing this, lay people who have very beautiful hearts. And even though things are tough for them, they still think about the monks. And they may not be able to uh, travel around. Um, and they may be even overseas in a different country than the monastery but they still have this genuine faith in their hearts. And so they make donations and they uh, do merit to help support the Buddhasasana. And I give my Admodana once again for all of you who have helped. And this really is a, a profound source of merit. So as we carry on with this practice of generosity, of virtue, of mental cultivation, what we see is that it requires um, this foundation of firm intention, of effort, to really bring up our sincerity, to have this satcha, um, so that we can succeed, so that we'll make sure that we get there. If we feel discouraged, we can think about the Buddha, that through all of his lives that he developed his Paramis, and there was countless lives that he did that, yet to meet with so much difficulty. And also his great disciples, they needed a lot of Barami to get to uh, become these great disciples, and that took a lot of effort for them to attain to the Dhamma. 
Uh, but for us, we want also to see to attain the Dhamma, but first we need to see the Dhamma. So we shouldn't become disheartened. And like when we set our minds on chanting Itipiso 108 times, or 84,000 times, uh, we need to bring up this firm intention so that we make sure that we succeed. And when we chant, we do this with mindfulness. We don't go thinking about other things. But if the mind does go up a little bit, that's okay, don't worry about it. Uh, but when we're really focused on this chant, when we're really trying to just sit in meditation and keep our minds with this chant, um, then we should try to just do that, to bring our awareness just within that chant and not think about other things. And if the mind does go off into thinking, then we just chant faster and faster. You recollect uh, a Buddha image that we really like, that when we visualize that image, it brings up faith in our hearts. And we try to remember that, try to bring it up so that there's this fullness of heart. The heart becomes at ease. It becomes very cool and peaceful. And as we recollect that image, we chant along as well. And as we chant and chant, um, then eventually it'll just take recollecting this one word of Buddha for joy to arise in our hearts. Just like Anandapitaka, uh, all he had to hear was the name Buddha, and he had joy, this rapture, um, overflowing in his heart all throughout the night. It shows that he had created a lot of barami already. So when we do a lot of chanting, then the mind stays on this one single object, and it becomes joyful. It becomes very contented. And at that point, we don't have to chant any further. We don't need to complete the whole 108. We can just stay with one single word, because the mind is already rapturous. Samadhi has already arisen, so there's no need to chant further. And the reason that we recollect the Buddha is for the arising of samadhi. So we put our efforts in this way, giving rise to samadhi, making the mind calm down, become still, so that both the heart and the body are very buoyant. So even though we may meet with obstacles, with difficulties, uh, we don't become disheartened, but rather really give it our best. And uh, we can get there in this life, but it depends upon us. If we've already seen the danger in the cycle of birth and death, then our hearts will be set on finding freedom from that. Uh, because we can reflect that it's like being stuck in a cage. If we're trapped in the small cage, then we'll naturally want freedom from that. Or another easy way of understanding it is like, during this time of COVID, that if we had to stay in quarantine, we weren't able to tra travel to other countries, to other provinces, to any other village, or even visit anyone else's home. We had to stay within our own house, and only one person was allowed to leave to buy necessities. And we would feel very confined within that space. We wouldn't have any freedom and uh, we would want to get out of that state of being in quarantine. Because we'd feel that our lives just weren't comfortable. There was no 
um, ease to them. So this is what it's like, um, seeing the danger in the cycle of birth and death, wanting freedom, because we know that we don't have freedom. And if we carry on practicing, then we see this more and more clearly. We see that we're being tortured by old age, sickness and death, life after life. And when we are being tortured in this way, um, we'll want to escape from that state. But it also requires our efforts. We need to try to free ourselves. And if we have this firm intention, um, then we'll bring up these methods of practice. So just like this chanting, the recollection of the Buddha, 84,000 times. We really try to do this, and we know that we're doing this for freedom from suffering. And if we set our hearts on it, then we will succeed in it. In the beginning, however, we may not see the benefits of it, but as we carry on doing it without stop, then we begin to uh, perceive these benefits. Because the mind grows joyful through this chanting, it becomes contented, satisfied with it, with recollection the Buddha, and paying respects and giving homage to the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, with this very deep gratitude in our hearts, with a mind that's full of joy. So we need to be focused, we need to be determined, just like the great teachers taught, uh, that if we take two bamboo sticks and we rub them together, then eventually they'll get hot and fire will be born. But if we rub them together and then get tired and put them down, then pick them up, start rubbing again, and then get bored and put them down, and then pick them up and rub again, and there's no way that fire will be able to arise because there's not enough heat. So we won't get any fire. Or it's like two bits of metal or two stones. Um, the awakened beings say that there's fire within those stones. But if we, if we don't strike them together, then fire can't arise. In the same way, our hearts have a Buddha within them. But if we don't seek out that Buddha, then we'll never know it. This inner knowing can't arise. So in order for us to undertake that search, we need our efforts. And it's not easy. And just like when we were students, and each level that we studied to and uh, passed, it required a lot of effort in order to get a bachelor's degree or a master's or a doctorate. It required a lot of effort to do that. You need to develop mindfulness. You need to have some amount of concentration. You need to establish ourselves in effort. So one way that we can put our effort in is to determine to do this chant 84,000 times. Really try, really determine to do this, to pass over any obstacles we may meet with, whether they're big obstacles, whether they're small, whether they're few or many, we need to pass through them. Because the Buddha taught that effort is what leads us to the end of suffering, that we're able to free ourselves from suffering due to our efforts. But most people, they give up beforehand. 
And so they don't get there, they don't see. So in the beginning we take up this practice of chanting Yitipiso 84,000 times. And we do a lot of walking meditation, sitting meditation, chanting. We listen to the Dhamma often. And through this our hearts become joyful. Our hearts, they rise up. They go from the state of a good being into that of a noble being. And the heart becomes brighter and brighter, slowly but surely. The amount of self which is in the heart reduces, because it's a vija that tells us that we have this self. Uh, But if the mind is freed from this ignorance, um, then we see the true mind, this mind without me, without mine. But it's this ignorance which pushes up these thoughts of me and mine. So we need to set our hearts on this practice for everyone. We need to bring up our efforts. And so the Buddha, he had a huge amount of effort in order to attain Um, So we need to do the same. Just like in one of his previous lives, uh, he was uh, in the ocean and he couldn't see any land, but still he wouldn't give up his efforts. He still carried on swimming. And uh, a deva tried to convince him to stop, to stop swimming. But he said that he would rather die putting in effort because uh, he was devoted to giving rise to this effort. But he wasn't prepared to give up. He was going to die with this effort. He wasn't prepared to die through laziness. And there was another life when he was a squirrel and one of his children uh, had fallen into the ocean so he went up to the sea and put his tail in and then ran up to the shore and shook his tail out and was trying to dry up the ocean in this way so he could get his child out. And Adeva saw him and uh, was quite kind of moved by this and so picked up his child and uh, gave it back to him. So we can see just how much effort he had. So ask for everyone to really be firm, to be focused, to be determined. And if you do this, then you will then you will meet with success. All the things that we set our minds on, we can succeed in. And so have this uh, determination we see for those people who are determined, then those are the people who meet with a lot of success. But we also need to set our hearts in the right way, on the right path. Uh, we need to have right view in this regard. So we train ourselves in mindfulness and samadhi, and this is what gives rise to wisdom. And we can gain wisdom in this very life. Um, And this is possible for everyone, for both lay people and for monks.